listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm having a birthday. You sure are. I'm so glad that we're highlighting that because as your resident best friend here, your whole community has to help celebrate you. And also, we're also going to help you guys along your relationship journey just while we're at it. While we're at it, we're going to just be our very own little fun fairies and yours too. And birthday fun fairies if you want. I mean, that's the point of fun fairies. They're fun for special events or just everyday things. So we're going to help bring joy to the process. We're going to sprinkle love dust all over the place because it takes a village and we are your community. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to tell all of your best friends. All of your best friends need to share and listen because it shows that we have a loyal and growing audience. It helps us bring you fabulous offers and like, duh, who doesn't want that? And it keeps the lights on for us here at The Village. So contribute. And guys, it's like we mentioned, my birthday. And it's a big one. Um, but just in general, like milestone events, like things like this, like these type of big birthdays, there's like weddings, babies, buying homes, getting animals, like they're all marking significant times in our lives. And they're usually shared with a significant other, or you might think to yourself, like, I wish I was sharing this with a significant other, but we think it's really important. And we always talk about this on the show to point out that the presence of these events is what is most important. And whoever you choose to accompany you along this journey is your choice, whether that's just like a me day, or you want to take your besties or your husband or your girlfriend or whoever, like, don't let the pressures of feeling like you need to have like a partner in order to feel like the celebration is complete, if you will. That's like your village. That's what they're there for. And whether or not your village one day is your husband or the next day it's your best friend, Jen, like it can be a bunch of different things, but it doesn't have to mean that you can't like celebrate just because you may not. And I know we talk about finding love on the show, have found love, or maybe you do have a significant other, but that's not your choice to celebrate those things. Or you have multiple celebrations, but it sort of goes back to something that we've been talking about a lot recently is that like, and for me, it's the celebrations have kind of been sucked away by this pandemic, but it's the same it's the same story that the celebration, the fact that the event is there is really what is the main focus basically. And if I'm going to celebrate it or not, it's just, that's my choice depending on how I want to do it or if I can or can't do it, depending on the fact that the world is coming to an end potentially, but whatever. Um, but I'm also really excited because 30 was a great decade. And we always talk about how our 30s were way better than our 20s. So Now that I'm moving on to a new decade, I'm really expecting an upgrade. And you really, I think, already have, because if you look like at your last several years, and obviously we've documented them on the show, so much has changed. And it's truly goals, honestly, for those that are listening and clearly supporting Lauren along her relationship journey and relationships again with herself and all the people around her, including love and now a baby. But I think that goes to show you too that 
paths are different. Like everyone is on their own path. Lauren's path is hers. My path is mine. You're all on yours. And we're actually going to dig a bit deeper into what Lauren's milestone means to her, as well as some of the things you guys might want to consider on your way to 40 if you're not already there. I know I'm taking notes because I've got a few years before that happens. And I want to like make shit happen before I roll into those 40s. Yes, definitely. We want to we want to go over all those things and just, you know, kind of like give a little download on it. Um, but before we get into all that, let's visit the Rose Garden for a little gardening sesh with a little game of Rose and Thorn. My Rose is obviously your birthday. Happy freaking birthday. So glad I got to celebrate with you despite this weird time of odd celebrations. It still felt somewhat normal. We were with your family and it was really just like a beautiful dinner and still had a lot of fun, all the alcohols, all the foods. And we even danced and did uh, high kicks across the floor. So I think, you know, without like, without sounding like too cliche, we made the most of a shitty situation. And also it was just a great birthday. I think regardless of the situation around us, because it had a lot of the same elements you would have, maybe not all the same people, but there were like similar qualities to the birthday celebration that we've seen in other birthday celebrations. So I'm just happy to have been there with you and to also have been along this ride with you for the last however many years, eight years we decided because we had to go back and count counting's hard when you get older. But, um, and I think that's sort of important too, to say that like, you know, it's, not really the amount of time. It's like all of the memories. And that's why it's hard to like keep track of how many years we've been friends at this point. But I love being a part of your family and like with friends that you've had since you were a child. And anyway, that to me is wonderful to be able to celebrate you because again, we haven't been able to celebrate all of your things in a normal way, but at least we could do something for you. Um, I'm also excited that there's this guy coming to town and I'm going to go on a date with him in real life. We matched when I was in Miami, didn't get to go out then, but he's going to be here this week. And so I'm really excited about that. And we all know I never get excited. So stay tuned for how this story turns out. My thorn is that it is the third anniversary of my dad's passing, which I cannot believe it's been three years. It feels like it was just yesterday, but also feels like it's been forever. It's the weirdest thing. And maybe we'll do an episode at some point where we talk about like grief and how it all, you know, sort of shows its ugly head at random times. And also like for every milestone too, I think about how my dad's not there. So everything is pretty bittersweet. Um, once you lose somebody that's no longer able to share in those memories and it's like uh, the holidays are approaching and he loves you. So like he would have been really like obsessed with whatever you were doing for your birthday. And he used to always ask about you and James and like everything. So it's a lot, but I love too that um, you always bring up my dad and it's sort of like sadly goes hand in hand with your birthday because he died the day after your birthday three years ago. But it you are really good about celebrating him. So while it is bittersweet to have to celebrate him in this way, at least I know I always get to do that with you and you're very inclusive of this occasion, even though it's your special day, you always do make time to think of my dad, which makes my heart happy. Well, I'm happy to do that, of course. And I just feel like, you know, like, 
as a member of the village, I would say you're probably the VIP member of my village. Like that's just what you do. And yeah, like my friend Stacy, great friend of mine, definite village member there. She lost both of her parents, unfortunately. And she did say something like what you said, like with time, sometimes it gets easier, but then it also gets harder at the same time because every time an event happens, it's like you deal with it all over again because this is the first blah, blah, blah without them. Or now I have my wedding without them or you have a baby without them. So it's like you're reliving the fact that they're gone every time and not to like make it sad, but like, that's the truth. That's the reality. And we keep it like real on the show. And you obviously want to surround yourself with your village or your partner with someone who's going to try to understand that. And so we're here to try to say like, this happens to everybody. And here are some tips maybe that if you're going through it or your partner's going through it or your friend's going through it, like it's okay sometimes. And then sometimes it's not, and I'm sure it comes out of nowhere. So, you know, and, and obviously on days like milestone days, like it's the third anniversary and stuff like that, it's extra hard. And I had, I'm sure it has its moments, but this is life. So we're all here for it. Um, my rose is like, you know, just reflecting on the good stuff that came to me this year. And like I mentioned before, while the pandemic made it challenging to celebrate things in 2020, like the new house and the baby and like this big birthday and things like that, like I'm still grateful that these things happened. So, and that my son is healthy. And again, I know that sounds like very cliche, but it's true. It doesn't mean that I'm not disappointed I couldn't celebrate, but like it also means that I'm happy that the things even exist to even talk about celebrating even though I can't. Um, and then like, that's the same thing. Like it's my thorn is that I couldn't really celebrate my birthday the way I wanted to, but like the world's not over and we're all alive. So when we can, we'll celebrate and we'll just make it. I mean, there's so many other people that are going through this. That always is comfort for me. Like that I'm not the only one. So I know there's like millions of people who are going through this too. So like, we'll figure it out. There'll be like a new normal for like maybe the 41st birthday is the fun one. I don't know. Well, there's still time to celebrate and hopefully we will have lots to celebrate in 2021. We'll make up for lost time and missed celebrations. I feel it because we've got a lot of celebrating just in our own hearts and we love to celebrate. So yes, we do come back strong with extra energy and big, big celebration energy. And champs. Well, obviously all the champs. We drank some Vuv on your B-Day, which was really fun. So good. We drank out of bowls, Jenna. (laughs) We did. Um, Marie Antoinette size bowls. Friends, Carl Jung said, life really does begin at 40. Up until then, you're just doing research. Lauren, how do you feel about being 40? Well, I'm not quite sure because it's very new. But um, I, you know, like feel the same, I guess. But I think, yeah, I, I coincidentally, there's been like so many milestone things that have happened in the last year of my 30s that I feel like, yeah, like there's been a big change and it's all for the good. So that's like exciting. Um, I feel like I have a new baby and then I'm 40. So I feel like I'm just, this is just my candid opinion. Like I feel a little stressed about age cause I'm like, I'm 40, but like, I feel fine though. Like I think it's letting go of like the idea that that's old or like maybe the 20 year old me would have been like a 40 year old's old. Like, I don't feel like I look like an old person or that I, I mean, I'm not going to say I look like I'm 25, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like I look like what I thought a 40 year old would be or my wife is like that. Like, I feel like I'm 
young and healthy and good in that aspect. But like, yeah, I think it's kind of like shedding that, like letting go of that pressure, just like you would if you're single, like letting go of the pressure of like having to find somebody or something. I don't know. Just like, I guess it'll probably just be freeing. Like 30 felt very freeing. And this I'm just, can, I'm like assuming it'll just be more of that. Well, how do you feel just generally about birthdays? Like some people have um, a weird fear of turning another age or they're like, oh, I'm another year older and I need to accomplish all these things or I didn't accomplish enough by that age or like just the general stigma of like what you were saying, what you might have thought 40 was when you were younger. Yeah, I mean, that definitely exists. Like thinking about like what you think you need to do by that age or like comparing yourself to others. But I think because I don't feel like what I thought it looked like, if that makes any sense, like I thought 40 looked like this, like physically and emotionally, but I do, I actually don't feel like that. So then it's sort of like, I can take the pressure off myself because it almost like doesn't connect. I'm like, well, I thought that's what it was going to be, but it's not. So I'm fine. Um, But yeah, I mean, obviously just anybody with, I think, ambition and like somebody that's constantly trying to learn and grow. Of course, you're always like, okay, checking yourself. Like, what am I doing? Like, did I get what I wanted? Do I need to keep like trying for things? So that exists. And obviously when you turn into a new decade, it's like, you're going to think about those things a little harder, but birthdays in general are like always a good thing for me. I love celebrating my friends' birthdays. I love helping them throw parties or throwing parties for them. And additionally, like to celebrate my own birthday. I think my parents just always celebrated our birthdays when we were younger and our friends and stuff. They weren't ever just like passed by. And it's not, it's a little... It's a little contradictory for me because I kind of hate more in my recent years, like being the star of the show. Like, I don't really want it to be all about me. It kind of like makes me nervous. And before every birthday party, I get a little anxiety. I don't know why I just do. But other than that, like, I like the celebratory aspect. I like like everyone hanging out and like going out and having fun. I like my friends' birthdays more than I like my own though. I feel the same way. I, and I generally like to be the center of attention, but on my birthday, <laughs> it's true. Why should I lie anymore? In your late thirties, you don't lie anymore. You tell the truth. That's true. <laughs> you just say it. No filter. So I think, you know, the fact that it's like premeditated and I feel like it's a weird spotlight on you versus you just naturally take the spotlight because your personality is too big one body. I would so much rather go to your birthday. I'd be way more excited to like get dressed up to go to Jen's birthday than my own. That's the pressure. Like, what am I going to wear for my own party? I'm like, I don't, it's just like, there's a little bit of pressure, but like, because birthdays are just fun. Like it doesn't like make me like, Oh, I'm old or I'm this, or I don't want to talk about my age or any of that. Like, I think birthdays are fun. They're meant to be fun. They're meant to be celebrated. Like, so if you have a problem with that, then I don't know what to do. But it's sort of similar to what we were saying a while back when you were amidst wedding planning and having your same fears or thoughts about the anxiety surrounding being like on a stage and people watching you do this. I know, but Jen, there's no, like you can make your birthday party, whatever you want. I mean, yes, you can make your wedding whatever you want, but it's kind of hard to avoid like not walking down the aisle and not saying like real emotional, deep, vulnerable vows in front of everyone like a motherfucking stage. Like that's kind of unavoidable. Your birthday party, you don't have to do that. You can just like blend in and be, you don't have to give a fucking speech. You know what I'm saying? You can just like be at the party. You can drink with your friends and then blow out your damn candles. Like, and you don't even have to do that. So like the wedding, it's the, you're right. It's the same, but the wedding is like on another level. It's It's 
much. so much pomp and circumstance. It's basically pageantry. Yeah. I kind of think the same thing about birthdays. Granted, you know, I obviously still celebrate them. You still celebrate them. And we are never probably going to not do something for our birthdays. And then when you have like your kid, you're going to obviously blow their birthday out. So, and you do that with Bella as is. So I think it's just something we have to get over or take some Xanax or drink our champagne. Studies show that women 40 and older tend to be more confident and know what they like and need than in their earlier years. There's a decrease in dependence and self-criticism and an increase in self-confidence and decisiveness. Also, some women tend to have an increased libido at this age. Do you feel that this is all true, partially true? Can you agree with some of it? How do you feel about all that? Yeah, okay. Yes, definitely more confident and than in my earlier years. I mean, it just increases like the 20s, there was like a lot of insecurity and like, you just don't know what you're doing, where you're going, like you're still figuring things out. Like I would never go back to my 20s, 30s were better. So I'm assuming 40s will just keep getting better. But yeah, you have more time with yourself. So you obviously know yourself better. Um, Yeah, I mean, even though my life has a lot of people in it now, I am less dependent. Um, And my self-criticism... I mean, I think it still exists just because I have that inner dialogue that is like a default mode for me, but I think I know how to like rationalize when I'm being, um, when that insecurity or that default mode is coming through. So it's like, at least I can recognize that. Um, and I, oh, increased libido. Okay. Yeah. I mean like up until this point, yes, but I will say, um, I just had a baby. So, you know, it's like there's a lot of tiredness slash body parts that aren't totally the same, but you could check in with me like in a year from now. But yeah, I do honestly think even in my late thirties, that is definitely a a truth. So I'm assuming it'll just kind of stay the same once my hormones and stuff are all balanced out. Well, these are things to look forward to. I don't know why anyone's like afraid to get older because maybe sure, you know, like gray hairs or like you just change or maybe you're closer to death. But at the same time, you're a better version of yourself. You know more shit. And do you really want to stay on this planet forever? No. So you're like kind of like midway-ish. But like, I don't, I, I feel similarly to how you feel about it. And my issue with aging is usually more along the lines of goal setting and like what I've accomplished or haven't accomplished and the comparathon, which is so terrible. And we will tell you every single week not to do it, but also still have to tell ourselves not to do it. But so knowing what you know now and, you know, being 40 and fabulous, what would you take from your thirties with you into your forties? Because you did mention some things in your thirties were pretty great. Yeah. I think just continuing to take two things that are seem like exact opposites, like not apologizing for like who you are and what you want, but also learning how to apologize when need be. Like I just had a friend who was like offended by something that I was like not meant to offend this person. But normally I think if I was less like emotionally mature, I might be like, pissed that she was offended and making me feel bad, but I was actually just sad that she was sad. Even though my intentions were not to offend this person, they just saw something that offended them. And so they got 
like they got upset by my actions that had nothing to do with them, but in, in turn just sort of like upset them. And so of course I just explained the details of like the story so that maybe that would help. And then just was like, but it doesn't really matter because if you feel bad, then I feel bad. And that's not what I want you to feel like as your friend. So it's kind of like getting to that next level of like not feeling like you have to, and I'm sure there are times recently where I haven't done that, like where it's harder for me to do that. But I think it's easier to have that perspective as you get older, like what really matters kind of, and what really matters is like, you don't want your friend to be upset, even though maybe they aren't coming from like a totally not valid place, but potentially like it's not warranted or it's a misunderstanding or something, or also then owning who you are and just being okay with like, okay, well, these are my choices and this is who I am. And I know what I want. Like I would say five years back, somebody asked me to be part of an event and I didn't want to do it. And I was like, I don't want to do it. And this kept kind of pressuring me. And I was like, listen, I'm a grown woman. I I've done this sort of event many times in many different ways. And I don't like it. It doesn't make me happy. It doesn't bring me joy and I'm not doing it. And I don't care if that's what you expect me to do or not, but this is not what I want. And I'm not going to let the pressures of you or people around me tell me I have to do this thing to be better in my career. This is not what I want. So I'm not doing it. And it was like the fucking best. And I didn't feel bad about it. I didn't feel like, oh shoot, I should have gone on that date. Cause what if I would have missed out or I should have done that event? Cause then what if someone would have discovered me or something? I was like, fuck you. I don't even care. Like, so it's kind of a like learning how to apologize when need be and then not apologizing for the things you know are just you and and that's so that. kind of like a graceful dance of uh let's go sorry, not sorry. we'll go with some empathy with a side of boundaries married to some balance and subtracting being defensive Oh my God, what kind of fucking math equation was that? I don't know. You, can just go, you can go home. I blacked out when I said it. I hope it sounded good. <laughs> it was like a marriage proposal. You blacked out. You don't remember it, but it was like the best, most eloquent speech of Thank your life. Thank you. Well, great. I hope I bring <laughs> eloquence into my 40s with me. <laughs> I hope so. You have clearly mastered all of those things. And now the real question is, is there anything left that surprises you about your current self where you were like, Hmm, I didn't think I'd be like that at this point. Or man, I fucking killed it. Yeah, I think I surprised myself more recently in some um like with the pandemic and pregnancy, like I was a little less like neurotic and um like nervous than I thought I would be. Um I think yeah, I think I thought I was going to be like I have to do read and do all these things and like I'm scared because there's like this disease floating around and stuff. And like, I think I, I think it was almost like so overwhelming that I just threw my hands in the air and like, it kind of made me relax. So I'm kind of surprised about that, that yes, I feel a little more relaxed in my later years because I don't, I wouldn't describe myself as like a chill person, but it's easier for me to live more in that world than it used to be not it's not often but it happens more than I thought so yeah I think just like and that comes with being just comfortable with yourself and like with your world and your life it it doesn't feel uneasy or like anxious so it's like easier to just kind of chill out and what surprises me about myself as I'm older is that 
I like to like go to bed early and wake up early, like old people stuff. I mean, I know it sounds like not a surprise, but I wouldn't have thought that I would have been that way because I was like the opposite in my younger Yes. Years. You <laughs> used to make me go eat with you at like 2 a.m. And I was like, why am I still up? Let me leave. Yeah. And you'd be like, no, yeah. I need a burger. That's t- Yeah. Now it's like, I just want to be in bed by nine, but I'm not like now I'm going to bed later because of the baby and there's like things to do. And when he goes to sleep, like all the things have to happen because it's hard to do them while he's awake. But when that all balances out, I will be going to bed early and waking up early and doing all the things. Again. Well, of all the times to have something surprise you, the fact that you can relinquish control and go with the flow during a pandemic, I would say is probably the best time for that to happen and the most meaningful time for that to happen. It's like the biggest ordeal anyone's ever really experienced. Unless of course you have like tragedy hit at a different point. Yeah. But this seems right. to be like a common tragedy everyone is experiencing. So you are in the right place, I think, at the right time. One of our followers actually messaged us saying that she thinks it's super awesome that we have all of these friends and is like, how do you guys have so many friends at this age? This is so admirable. And she even was like, I'm jealous. I want like friends like you guys have because we do have a lot of girlfriends Um, And that's usually surprising because as people get older, they take on more responsibilities. I mean, even just the things you said about like how your day is now consumed by the baby and you get to things later and, and there's just not a lot of time for all the things that we used to have time for, like staying up late and eating at all hours. But you do have a lot of girlfriends. Does maintaining these friendships take constant work and effort or is this just something that's important to you or sort of ingrained and like your status quo? I think it's both. And so because it's important, then it does take maintenance and work. But it's not like work that is it feels like, like, oh, I have to do this. It's like the motivation is there because I want to be there. Just like we always say, it's only far if you don't want to go. I mean, I want to be there and I want to be friends with my friends and each friend I have is like serving, I don't want to say serving a purpose because like, it's not just that, but all of my friends add value in different ways to my life. And I hope that I do to them as in the same way. And I think that yes, with the many friends that like our followers are seeing us with, there's like a bunch of different groups there. And I think that's kind of common too. Um, we live in a big city and everybody's spread out. So there's different aspects of our life, like some work friends or some friends from that you've had known forever or friends that you met from from acting class or whatever. I think though, it becomes a true testament to just like having good people in your life when those groups of friends can like blend in together seamlessly. And I feel like in my group of friends, I have like a standalone group that but could totally blend with this other group and does. And it's like, then they become friends on their own. Like you and Michelle have become friends. Michelle's a family friend from when I was like five years old. And then now is like a friend of Jen's and helping her with real estate goals. And she was on our show um, recently. So, and like now you would consider her your friend. And like, I think that's kind of, that's another thing too, is that maybe in a younger, like my younger self, I actually don't know that I can say this for myself, but I know that younger women maybe sometimes might get a little like, Oh, Jen went out with Michelle and didn't invite me. Like they're only friends because I'm friends uh, or because I'm that person's friend. And so now 
it feels weird that Jen's hanging out with my friend without me. Like, I don't know that I'd ever be that girl. Um, and if I was, I don't think you would be in your later years, if that makes any sense. It's like, you're happy that all these friends are blending and like, isn't that awesome that so-and-so can hang out with so-and-so without you. Um, and you don't really like look at it as like being left out, but more like it's, it's so wonderful that these people have met and, have become friends and like it, this, the circle of friendship continues. Absolutely. And it actually makes life so much easier when your friends are friends. Cause then you could group them all together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you don't have to I like convenient. do all. The yeah. <laughs> so much easier that way. So much. So if you could tell your younger self one piece of advice, what would that one piece of advice be? Oh gosh. This is such a pressure filled question because I'm sure there's like many different things for different aspects of my life. But I think one thing that pops out would be to try to not worry about what has already happened, not try to look forward into the future and like think about if I do A, B, and C, this could happen but to really focus on like what is happening in the moment. And I know that that sounds like so cute and everybody says it. And I am going to say this, but I don't mean it like as literally as it is going to sound because I think it's impossible to do that really. You have to take past experiences into consideration or you're going to never learn and grow. You have to look into the future because you don't want to like take stupid risks. Like, okay, if I drink too much tonight, I'm going to barf in the morning and I'm not going to be able to take care of my son. Like there are some points where you have to take that into consideration. Living in the moment is almost impossible because if you say I'm living in the moment now, it's already passed as you're saying now. So like you really can't, but I'm saying as best as you can to take thing, a little things, important things from your past to help you learn some things from the future to help you make the right choice, but like really focus on things in the moment. Good ways to do that is to just like check in with yourself. Like, how do I feel in this current moment, but not to take so much, make so much pressure on yourself to like not think about anything, but what's right in front of you. Like it's just not fucking realistic. So I would tell myself, that I'm going to need to focus on that and try to do it, but don't put too much pressure to perfect it. Cause like, I'm not like a monk, so I can't not think about everything encompassing my life, but living in the present. And it will be something that I'll always have to focus on. I'm not like now I'm good at it. Cause I'm 40. It's just like actually almost the recognition that I need to do it. And now maybe I'll master doing it in my forties or I'll get closer. Well, that's, I think probably sums it up actually even more so is that awareness that there's room to grow and the desire to grow. Exactly. Because a lot of people feel like, well, I'm already this age, so you can't teach an old dog new tricks, or I'm set in my way, or they like to label themselves, or I'm this, or I'm that, and they really commit to that persona. But at the same time, it's like, well, no, everyone can change because you're not dead, so you have the ability to change. Exactly. That should be the lesson, everyone. You're not dead. Change. Um <laughs> to be blunt. But um, so you're blowing out your candles right now. What would be the first wish that comes to mind? Um, I don't know, Jen, what would my first wish be? Uh, for 2021 to be an even better, more celebratory year where you get to do it freely, 
more blessings come into your life, which is like, you've already got so many good ones. So like whatever those ones are going to be is like really cool. I could say some things about your career that also involve me that come to fruition and um, just overall happiness and growth. Yes, that's exactly it. And if you guys all don't know what just happened, it's because I asked Jen to whisper my wish into my ear every year because I feel really pressured to think of something good. And Jen knows me so well that she's just really articulating what I want anyway. And it just helps me feel like better because I have like my village member like reassuring me that, yes, this is what you want. This is what I would want to. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it is what I want. Okay, thanks. And then I wish it and then it happens. So that would be my wish. Thanks so much, Jen. You got it. Anytime. So according to our girlfriend, Oprah, there are some certain things everyone should master by 40. We are going to name just a few of them to see where we're at and if we've accomplished those things or like if there's room for me to still get there because like I'm not 40 yet, but I'm living really on the tails of Lauren. So I'm going to try my hardest. I'll try to pave the way. Um, There's like a couple I'll just rattle off and then I'll tell you like one that I really love. So like, okay, like how to know when to quit, real important. Um, How to forgive forgive yourself, real important. How to tell a secret. I'm going to go on this a little. I think this is important because I think you need to feel okay, like relieving the pressure and venting a little bit and getting some reassurance or being um, like being vulnerable. All those things need to happen. So don't feel like, Ooh, it's a secret. I'm not allowed to talk. Like, yes, you are. You have trusted people learn how to do it in a concise way and just like let a little of yourself out. Also, I feel like that couples with talking shit, like people like confuse talking shit with venting. I think one is constructive and one is just to prop yourself up and make you feel better about yourself, which is, not a positive action, but venting sometimes helps because it's like a form of therapy. And also that's why we have our village is to help us through tough times, especially when it doesn't involve that person. Like, let's say I'm talking to you about a problem I need to solve maybe with somebody else. And I know you've just talked to your friend who might've been hurt about something or misunderstood a scenario. And you had a conversation. Now I might be able to utilize what you did in that scenario for a similar situation, but that's how we get through things is to talk about them. So I'm all for talking, venting, but not talking shit. Let's stay, yeah. you know, on the positive end of things. Exactly. Now, here's one that I really feel strongly about is how to not embarrass yourself at karaoke. I know that a lot of people do not like singing in public. And this might sound stupid because you have to actually go to karaoke to not embarrass yourself at it. But if you use this as just a general premise, like not taking life too seriously, I used to be definitely afraid of singing in public. Now, if somebody like says sing monkey, I'm like, okay, here goes. I am not trying to get discovered. It's not about that. It's about the fact I really actually like singing and no one expects me to sound like Adele. So because there are no actual expectations, I am free to do as I please and sing up a storm. Yeah. And don't forget to work the room. It's real important. Walk around. Don't just stand there with the mic in your hand. Just like once you do it, you realize how fun it is, but you're like, Oh, I can't. I'm like going to sound bad. Who fucking cares? Just go up there and rap Kanye. It's fine. And the other thing too, is this is where you utilize your village. You can welcome people from the audience. Like when you're singing Bohemian Rhapsody, you're not just there singing alone. You have to engage the audience and someone has to do the Mamma Mia. Right. Hello. You have to be like, just get the whole group in and then no one hears your voice they just see how fun you are and that you are working the crowd and that it's a community experience yeah um okay I like how to end a friendship needed sometimes it's needed how to stay in touch 
how to have more fun when you're having sex, how to make conversations at parties. Very important. Learn how to talk to people. Um, Simple ways to look polish. You know, I really like this one. It's like one expensive item and then everything else from Forever 21 or Target. Nobody knows the difference. Um, Wait, I want to go back to one that you said. How to have more fun during sex. Because this is an important one. And I think this is maybe why libido goes up as you get older. It's because you know your body better and what makes you happier. And you're less afraid to say it and ask for it. So, or to do it to yourself. So I think as long as you are on that path to getting more comfortable with your body and doing all of those things and putting your pleasure first, you will have more fun having sex. Agreed. That's like totally it. It's just getting to know yourself better and then being comfortable, like telling people what you need and want or delegating, for example, how to delegate. That's the other one. Very important. I love this one because it really does mean you're able to ask for help. um, And it's not admitting that you need help because you can't do it, but that you need help because it's better with like an organized purpose. And that's delegation. It's just not like sometimes you are just reaching out for help because you're overwhelmed, but like knowing how to organize your asks is very important because it almost just makes it like more streamlined and you get more done. And it's like, um, it's more purposeful unless just like throwing out like, uh, olive branches, like someone help, help. But like, that's also fine too. But I'm just saying delegating is slightly different. And I think it's something that is like, you need to learn how to master, especially if you want to, you know, get into a relationship where maybe you have kids one day and like you're part of a family unit where like tasks need to be delegated or like maybe Jen's dad, for example, how he made you like in charge, like you had like jobs and tasks to do. I mean, he was delegating. (laughs) That's what you do. Absolutely. And I think it kind of like when you frame delegation as less as like a task master and like too lazy to do the task, but more as a village member and a partner, then you think of it as everyone's participating. Some people may need direction or maybe waiting for you to assign them something. So like they just might be there ready to help, but you need to actually ask them for that help. So I think delegating, like you said, is super important. No one person can handle it all. That's just not something that is realistic and it's not how you are healthy. You deplete yourself of energy and all sorts of things when you do not share the tasks. Because like, imagine doing this podcast, like we share tasks. If one of us did everything and the other person did nothing, it would be pretty difficult to maintain. So if you delegate with, I think, care and respect and love and clear goals that are sure to affect everybody equally and in a positive way, it's a beautiful thing. It's like, yeah, it's like really meaning that you're part of a team, I think, and that you can be part of a team and function in that. And everyone likes that. I mean, it just makes things more fun, I think so. Absolutely. And that is, I think, ultimately, the goal is to have more fun. And you are the most fun 40 year old around. Can't wait to see what happens in this next decade for you and be along for the ride and continue celebrating you because you make 40 look like the new 30. I don't even know what that means, but it's not scary. It looks fun and like all the best things are happening. So how could it be bad? It can't. See, I'll just be your little guinea pig. Perfect. I get to watch and see as it happens and follow in your footsteps. Thank you for telling us all about what 40 means to you and setting this great example. 
Well, you're very welcome. And uh, obviously, you guys are all going to be along for the rest of the journey, too. So you're going to see how it unfolds. But happy to introduce you all into this next decade and um, take you along with me. It's going to be fun. And don't forget to tune in next week and follow along for an all-new episode where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff with our guest, Elliot Davis. And if you want to join the class of Master Daters, follow us on social media at Complicated Show, and it's complicated wherever you get your podcasts. And Jen, where can everyone find you? You can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meds. And how can everyone follow along on that journey? They can follow me at Lauren Lee and Ellie on all the social meds. We'll be back next week. Love you long term. You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Lee and Ellie. 